today's expert process podcast. I'm Christina Faith. My name you? is Tia Dreyer. Hi, everybody. I'm Jezebel Montero. Hello, everyone. My name is uh, Tiffany Yancey. Hello. Mm-hmm. I am Shimmy DeSawyer. Hi, uh, my name is Meet the ladies participating in a monthly film panel put on by the Independent Film Association of Philadelphia and my friend, Floyd Marshall Jr. Every once in a while, I'll come across a gem I want to share with you guys. Now, the panel runs a little long, and I've decided to break it up into four parts so that you can easily digest it all. The wisdom these ladies have to share is imperative. Oh, and a quick side note, we will have the expert process teas coming along with guest hosts within the next couple of weeks and some new sponsors to boot. Now, sit back, get your notepads out, and enjoy the show. Do you know six in ten businesses will fail within the first five years? First five years? Or 43% of Americans need a side hustle just to make ends meet? Just to make ends meet? Or that it takes 10,000 hours to master any subject? Any subject. Welcome to the Expert Process Podcast, where we cut the time to mastery in half with our seasoned pros. And now, from Atlanta, Georgia, broadcasting worldwide, worldwide. here's your resident expert, Durante Smith. Happy New Year. We are now in 2020. We have just started a new year. We just started a new decade. And I'd like to welcome you to the Roaring Twenties. Now, this is the Expert Process Podcast, and I'm your host, Durante Smith. And it's my job to interview some of the most hardworking, highly successful professionals on the planet. This show follows a 12-week online masterclass at theexpertprocess.com, where you'll learn from start to finish what it takes to make it in your industry, as the program is chock full of professional advice, resources, and even industry contacts to help you get to the next level in less than half the time. As you might expect, the masterclass changes from industry to industry every 12 weeks. Now, the podcast is your introduction. The masterclass is the blueprint, and I'm your guide. Now, buckle up and get ready for the ride. You're listening to the Expert Process Podcast. We'll be back in just a moment after we thank our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Airbnb. Now, if you're like me, you like to travel in comfort, style, but also economically when you can. And I'll be the first to tell you, I'm not keen on staying in someone else's home. That is until I discovered Airbnb, my friend. My very first stay was about six years ago in Santa Monica, California, ironically, during the American film market. I stayed in a beautiful home just 1.26 miles from the beach. And then there was the weekend getaway to Knoxville, which was incredible. Our hosts were top notch. They made breakfast for us. They made um, she actually made lunch, which was, I mean, insane. It was a music festival going on. So there was just great live music. Uh, we had dinner on the uh, river there at one of the local establishments, barbecue joints, and it was just a great experience. Then there was uh, Daytona that we got away for, again, for another short trip. It was about four hours down and back. And uh, Daytona was just, it was incredible. Great food, great weather. The beach was just beautiful. And it was the great time of year to go. So one other thing, Locally, here in Atlanta, we have a ton of just awesome Airbnbs. And then there's the 
the treehouse here, which I hope to go to very soon and take my daughter to. That's here in Atlanta that you can stay in. And it stays booked out, I think, six months out in advance. So that's one you definitely want to put on your list. Now, I'm a believer in crowd sharing and the disruptor industry. And I love, love, love me some Airbnb. So do yourself a favor and try it out. You can use my promo code to save $55 off your first adventure. Just go to bit.ly forward slash expert process Airbnb. Again, that's bit.ly bit.ly forward slash expert process Airbnb for your getaway or staycation today. Because there is so much talent in this city that goes unnoticed. Mm. It goes under the radar. You know, it's it's there, but people don't talk about it unless you're famous. So in order for things, you know, come to the light, you got to do it yourself. Mm-hmm. So without further ado, we're going to dive right into this. And I am going to go from my left to my right. And I was going to introduce these ladies, but I think it would be best if they introduced themselves because I can be here all day talking about them. So ladies, introduce yourselves and we'll take it from there. Are there any instructions with the introduction? <laughs> <laughs> we all could be here all night. Okay, with time limit. Okay. Just don't take all night. <laughs> I'll make it short and sweet. My name is I'm gonna need a timer. <laughs> My name is Tia Dreyer. I am a multi-genre writer. I write lyrics for songs. I write poetry. I write stage plays. I am in the process of writing a book, and I have written a short film. And for my first short film that I wrote, I actually wrote all of the songs for the film, and I executive produced it. How are you guys doing? I'm Christina Faith. I'm a writer, producer, director. Um, yeah, I'm really bad at talking about myself. Uh, and so I have a show called Single and Anxious, which is in its, in its third season. Uh, our premiere for that is on March 30th. Um, I have a, a short film currently called Plan B that's currently in festivals. Mm-hmm. We just came back from Pan African um, Film Festival in I LA. And what else did we do? We're currently working on a feature called Love You Right. And um, yeah, just love creating. I'm from New Jersey, but I live in Philly. Mm. So I claim Philadelphia. And so, yeah. Hi, everybody. I'm Jezebel Montero. Um, I'm from Jersey, too. I live in Hoboken, New hey, Jersey. Um, I'm originally from New York, but I live in Jersey now. Um, I'm an actor, writer, director, and producer. Um, I, uh, the, the first feature I wrote and produced, and I was in a one best feature at the Philadelphia Independent Film yes. Festival, so that's why we became friends. Right? I'm very happy, proud of that. And um, <clears throat> I, I write and produce and direct now because <clears throat> I turned 35, and roles for actors, female actors, <laughs> that are middle-aged started to dwindle quickly. So, um, and I had a lot of stories to tell. You know, I, I, I'm, a, I'm a daughter of Cuban immigrants. So my next feature, this would be my third uh, feature film as a producer and, and writer, um, is going to be about my childhood, daughter of Cuban immigrants, single parents, 
um, growing up in 70, I don't want to age myself, but 70s, 80s New York, which was rough. Mm-hmm. And if you're poor, it was even rougher. So, um, and just the misconceptions of Latinos and immigrants. And so we're going to address all that. And so it's, it, I write mostly comedies. My next feature is going to be a dramedy. Um, and um, that's all I got for now. <laughs> <laughs> Well, hello, everyone. My name is uh, Tiffany Yancey. Uh, I'm an award-winning writer, producer, director, uh, actor, and, you know, I do catering, marketing, <laughs> everything else, janitor, everything else. But um, I've done all of that, yeah, too. Look, We've done all I do that. it all. But um, I, um, like I said, I've started in this journey over 20-some years ago. I want to age myself. Mm-hmm. Um, my first film that I wrote and produced and starred in, Love Em or Leave Em, won Best Score at the Yay! Philadelphia Film Awards. That's how I met Mr. Floyd, yeah. and he invited me here. And um, so since then, I've actually stepped into behind the scenes and writing my own roles, as uh, Jezebel mm-hmm. stated, you know, especially women of a particular age. The roles aren't there. It, uh, mainly it was just that, the roles that I wanted to play weren't available. So I decided to start just writing them myself and learning the process. So um, currently, I'm an assistant director for a comedy series. Um, I live in D.C. now um, that we're shooting. We're in our third episode called Uproar. So I'm the assistant director. I'm going to be writing and producing and starring in my next um, pilot for my web series called The Introvert Life, which is a, a comedy. And um, I have another feature film that I've written, and it's in the process of being shopping, shopped around. So we'll see what happens with that. And um, but yeah, I'm just thankful to be here and to, like I said, share my knowledge. And um, I'm happy to be here with these wonderful ladies. Yeah, me too. <laughs> so hello, mm-hmm. I am Shamika Sawyer. I am an actor, writer, director, producer, <laughs> and a founder and creative director of the Five Shorts Project. So what I do with that project is I assist individuals who are interested in getting into creating short films but have no idea what to do. I help them through the process from development to distribution. Yeah. (laughs) So we are in year five this year, and this year we'll have 30 short films under our belt. Wow. Wow. A lot of prayer has sustained yes. me. <laughs> <Not again. laughs> but other than that, you know, um, I don't know. I just love working with people, and I'm really excited to be here with these ladies because a lot of you, I've seen you around. I'm like, oh, I want to get to know that person. So I'm glad you guys are here and we get to connect. Um, my name is Crystal Sotomayor. I'm a documentary filmmaker. Right now I work at Scribe Video Center. I do their communications and outreach. And I'm also a uh, festival programmer with the Philadelphia Latino Film Festival. Um, wow. Right now I'm working on my first independent film. I kind of graduated from college like two years ago. Yeah, and it got into Good Pitch Local and it's about um, the Latinx immigrant community in mm-hmm. Philly and their kind of fight to like limit police database accessing uh, by ICE, by Immigration <clears throat> Customs. Wow, awesome, mm-hmm. awesome, nice. There's a gentleman by the name of Simon Sinek, and he talked and, and he wrote this book, and it's um, basically your why. Mm-hmm. 
And when you find your why, you kind of just go with that. So the, the question, they, they kind of touched on it, but let's go a little deeper as to each of your whys. Because, you know, anyone in this business knows this business is brutal. But for women of color, for women, period, period. there's an extra <laughs> layer of it's just so with with that being said, I'm just going to go down the line and we can just mix mm -hmm. it up. Whoever wants to answer first, uh, we're just, just uh, I wanted to be real loosey goosey about this. <laughs> what was your why, your initial why initial. that decided, that made you decide that I want to be a filmmaker? What, what was the why? What, what was the reason behind that? Anybody? Anybody? Yeah. I can, go ahead. Go go ahead. So I, even when you said the initial, uh, so I looked all in culture. Uh, my brother owns a bookstore called Black and Nobel, um, and I wrote. Yeah, that's my brother. And uh, I wrote a book when I was there because I was helping him out, and I just saw all the foolishness on all the books. And so my initial why was I wanted to create content uh, that could feed the culture, that could influence the culture, but at the same time be extremely relevant without doing all the extra stuff that you don't necessarily need to do in order to tell a story. Um, I looked at the things that I watch and I really like stuff, but I'm the type of person that skips sex scenes. So I'm like, so how can you tell these stories without all of that, but making it still juicy? So my initial why was how do I create content that people can watch like a 15 year old can watch with their 40 year old grandmother or 40 year old mother and things like that. Um, so my initial why, and which is still my why, is and I would like to create original content that influences the culture. You're listening to the Expert Process Podcast. We'll be back in just a moment after we thank our sponsors. Recently, I read an article about student enrollment in traditional colleges is way down. And online course enrollment is through the roof. With podcasts like this, you not only get free developmental information, you also get access to resources you wouldn't have otherwise. But if you really want to take your film game to the next level, you should consider taking my online masterclass. It's 42 online video modules for more than 50 hours of self-study, complete with a full suite of resources. It's also live coaching and instruction for me and other industry professionals. People say, but Durante, why are you doing this? And I tell them, it's just my way of giving back. So if you're serious about wanting to level up, your film game, register for the free informational webinar today at theexpertprocess.com. Again, if you want to write a script, make a movie, sell a movie, or just learn how to get into the industry, this webinar is for you. I want to keep the groups fairly small. So sign up today because space is truly limited. Go to theexpertprocess.com and register today. Now, on to the show. I could, I could add um, piggyback on that. Um, my initial why, besides being a middle-aged actor without any work, um, um, actually, my initial why was I did a, a short called Blondes or Latin 2. Like, throughout my whole life, um, I do mostly comedy. I never saw myself as a writer-director, but this is what's beautiful about, um, what I think is beautiful about my story. I, I always saw myself as a, as a you know, comedian, actor, period. I don't want to write. I don't want to do anything. I just want to be in front of the camera. So now the, 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 my situation forces me to tell my story. And so, you know, I just have to be creative. I mean, I, you know, I, I want to make a house out of this bottle. I will make the house out of this bottle. I just want to be creative. I just always just wanted to be creative. 
So I wrote this, um, this short documentary called Blondes or Latin 2 um, because my experience is, you know, uh, people look at me and they're like, you're Latina, and, I, and then I, claro, empiezo a hablar español y todo el mundo me cree porque hablo perfectamente bien, you know? So, <laughs> did you need subtitles for that? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, um, anyway, I, you know, I speak fluent Spanish, I've worked in Spanish, I've done Spanish soaps, I've done Spanish um, commercials. So anyway, but in the American market, you know, yeah, I could play Wasp and I could play Angle, but I wanted to play a Latina. You know, it's like what you said about wanting to play these roles. I wanted to play my Latina brethren, and I would never get cast that. So I did a little short. I literally picked up the worst handicam. This was back in 2007. A handicam with no HD. It looked, the thing, it looked terrible. It's like the worst production value. But I told this story of my experience in show business and being blonde and blue-eyed and not fitting in the wasp section and not fitting in the Latino section and never really fitting anywhere, you know. And, and you know, and I was I was a break dancer, I was a hip hop dancer, so people looked at me and didn't know what to do with me. So, um, so I did this, and I'm telling you, it was so low budget that put it together, spliced it together, hired an editor, hired a DP, did it. I threw it to fe- as a fluke, sent it to the festivals. It started winning awards. I started getting invited to this, invited to that. When's your next movie? I'm like, oh my god, I'm a filmmaker. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like, yeah. it just, oh my god, I'm a filmmaker. So yeah. that that's that's I. But the answer really is, I want to tell my story mm-hmm. because that was my story, Blondes yeah. Latin too. Mm-hmm. So that that's that's my why. I had to tell people this is what I'm going through and this is the way I'm going to tell it. Mm-hmm. And now I really feel like a writer, director, filmmaker now. Mm-hmm. Now actors like third, fourth. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, just yeah. like I said, well, just like I said, piggyback on what you know, just about <laughs> said, as if just being uh, starting out as an actress, you know, twenty something years ago. Um, <laughs> but just like I said, you know, women of a particular age, and I used to hear it all the time. Oh, if you don't make it by a certain time in this and this yeah. and that, and you're not going to make it, or you got to be such. And I was like. That's not true. I'm like, um, there's roles. I mean, people play mothers, grandmothers, yeah, yeah, aunties, yeah, yeah, best friends. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, and who says that after 40, you're not going to have a role in a movie? Like, yeah. but um, so I, I just thought that that idea and that notion was just ridiculous. Yeah. So, but um, like I said, I'm a, a very goofy person at heart and very mm, I like romantic too. comedies. And um, as I was, like I said, on this acting journey, there was roles that I was like, I just, I don't really see a lot of funny um, romantic comedies for black women. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's just, I just, just, you know, from dating, love, relationships, there's so many funny things that um, we go through and we talk about amongst our girlfriends that um, it's just not put out there from our perspective. So I just had this idea for this movie called Love Me Leave Them, and it was like a little, you know, kind of like the opposite of what, you know, Christina, I, I'm writing, <laughs> you know, sex from a woman's perspective, but a funny right. perspective. Now I write you know about sex, don't get it twisted. Oh, okay, 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 good. <laughs> But I write very real, funny life scenarios from a woman's perspective. I was just like, nobody is writing that. Nobody's putting that. And from, you know what I mean, not, you know, we're always being objectified as being a certain way, you know, for, you know, for black women. I was just like, that's not true. Like, we're goofy. We silly. Mm-hmm. We, you know what I mean? And so I said, let me write this film mm-hmm. and let me just do it. And um, my, my, my friend, my brother, Tim Fontaine, I told him the idea. And uh, he said, I love it. Let's just do it. Now he's like, write it. I was like, I don't know how to write a script. He's like, just, just write it. We'll shoot it. We'll get it done. And we made this film and we put it together. It was a long process, but put it out there. 
it started winning awards and when people had the screenings and um I was like, "Wow, people really like this." You know what I mean? But it was something like I said, it was just a, a natural because at, at any when I started my acting journey, I never thought about writing, yeah, producing, directing. I was like, I just want to act. I just want to just be <laughs> silly in front of the camera and just from the the progress over time it kind of just pushed me in that direction. So now it's like... But now you enjoy it, right? I love it. Because I, I enjoy it. it. I didn't I, think I, I was going to okay, enjoy I it. I, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I didn't think I was going to enjoy mm-hmm. it. Go ahead, go ahead. What part of the process do you love? I mean, in, t- I'm, <laughs> I lo- in terms of being in control okay. of the narrative. Okay, gotcha. That's gotcha. what I mean. Yeah. Telling my you story. You got to teach me. No, no, no. no. Oh, try, oh, no, the actual process is... <laughs> No, that's different. But in terms of like just I agree. Said, telling yeah. our telling story, story. And being in control our, of the story, being in control Agreed. of the narrative, changing Agreed. the narrative. Yeah, that is the part of like when people ask me now, do you love acting? I'm like, I love acting. I said, but I like creating the role for the actor, okay. the role that I would like to play. Actually, I still love acting. It's still my yeah, first. I still it's love like it my too. first love. You know, you have yeah, your first you love, and then first... you fall in love a couple of more right, times. Right. So, <laughs> but so being able to love. and be a, and also to be able to write and create eight opportunities for other that's women right. in my age group who always say that oh these are you after over 40 plus you're right. not going to work in hollywood and by the way our 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 you know no offense but our male counterparts that were when when my roles were dwindling they were getting more roles my mm-hmm. male counterparts yeah. who either looked like me sound like me were latino or not they were constantly working right. and i right. wasn't getting the part right. and it wasn't because of my acting because i was working like crazy when i was in my 20s mm-hmm. you know what i mean so the minute i hit middle age it was a shift a huge now, shift middle age for you i'm sorry we got to oh, keep techni- going technically <laughs> no middle right. age is in the industry middle age is 35 oh i'm old then no, me too. Right. It's, you know it's considered 35. Yeah. So it's like, at the, mm-hmm. so I'm like, okay, I want to write roles from my perspective, my friends, because we have stories to tell. Like, right. well, who says that your life ends after 40? Like, you know what I mean? So, I just started. Yeah. That's, I'm just getting started. <laughs> just, you know, on the tip of the iceberg. Yeah, so, right? my why was I want to tell stories that haven't been told mm-hmm. from a different, a woman's perspective, from a funny perspective. Mm-hmm. And, and also, too, I have a daughter and I and she watches everything that I do and and she sees me writing, producing, working. And she says, mommy, I want to be a writer. I want to be a creator. I want to produce. And you know what I mean? So it's just like a generation behind me of young female creators. I'm, you know what I mean? I'm like, okay, if, if anything, I want to be an inspiration, not only to her, but other young women in this industry. You know what I mean? It's like somebody has to be the one kicking down the door, making things happen. I'm like, all right, it's got to be me. Then it's, oh, well, this is what I have to do. But, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, so that's essentially, you know, my why. My why, I guess I'll keep it going. <laughs> <laughs> Would be um, always a st- storyteller every since I was young um i would create my own little productions in the house we would do talent shows and i'll have my friends you know act out scenes from things that i wrote really weird but they were along with it so it's all good so um as i got older um what i realized is you know it's a lot of us who have this passion for telling stories and it's it's not fair if you have this passion but you feel like you reached a point in your life where you don't want to go back to college to get a, a master's in fine arts to do a film. Right. So, but it's this great community of storytellers out there who want an opportunity to do that. So my why became, well, 
I know how to do some of this stuff and some stuff I'm learning as well, but I can share my knowledge with those people and help them do what we do as well. Right. So it was more of a thing of just wanting to be in a position where it's not all just for me, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I also want to help other people mm-hmm. tell their stories as well. So that's, right. that's my mm-hmm. why. Yeah. Your turn. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I say that I'm a documentary filmmaker because I am the daughter of Latino immigrants. Mm. Having seen them struggle in this country and having seen Latino stories pretty much non-existent has Mm -hmm. really been um, kind of like a driving force for me. Um, Especially in documentary filmmaking, oftentimes white folks and privileged folks come into communities and they parachute in and they take stories without any real consent from the community, mm-hmm. writing their own narratives. And mm-hmm. so wow. I really try to practice a form of filmmaking that is transformative, that works with communities, with community groups, in order to tell those stories that are important and that often go on, like, without any, you know, footage, without any photos. Um, and so I, I really am a documentary filmmaker because I think that there are important stories that go untold um, or that go told by the wrong people, mm-hmm. the wrong intentions, mm-hmm. and they get right. famous off of our stories and off of our talent. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I, and that's kind of why I work at Scribe because we do a lot of um, like community media, providing people with cameras, providing community groups with cameras, providing people with access to like, um, like low-cost equipment and classes and that's my like scribe spiel, but um, <laughs> yeah. And so I really think, um, yeah, I, did, I just I think being able to hold the camera and tell your own story yes. is so powerful, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and something that we're often not given because having a camera is really expensive. So my wife is actually a little crazy. I was um, <laughs> I was in my 40s a few years ago, and I was invited to be an intern for a small production company to um, at the ABFF, the American Black Film Festival. And at first I thought, an intern? Does she know how much money I make? <laughs> and then I got home and I said, why not? Mm-hmm. And I went... And my life has not been the same. Nice. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Maybe if it's I was there and just being mm-hmm. oh, yeah. in an environment mm-hmm. that's filled with creators. Oh, my God. It's awesome. It, it was so awesome. awesome. I know. Yes. For lack of a better word, it was like an orgasm. <laughs> it was so amazing. <laughs> and I knew I had to do that. I okay, had to do that for okay. the rest of my life. You always want that's one, right? Never get enough. So <laughs> I just... I just have to do it. And so now, and everything is a story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Everything. Yes. You know, I'm having a conversation yeah. with my girlfriend, and I'm taking notes, and she's like, Tia, please, yeah. don't do that. <laughs> I do, too. I do, too. I'm like, take notes. It's not in the movie. I'm like, yeah. So the challenge is telling her story, or telling everybody's stories without um, exposing who they are. Mm, of course. And in a way that's not just... Um, um, truthful, but that's tactful. Mm-hmm. And so I like the challenge of it. And also at the APFF, um, I met a lot of people, but I had the wonderful opportunity to um, interview Spike Lee. Mm-hmm. And 
And just this is like total sidebar. I don't care what anybody says. They'll say, you'll never do this. You'll ne Everyone said, oh, you're not going to get to talk to Spike Lee. He's this and he's that. Mm -hmm. And he had given so many interviews on that red carpet. We were at the end. We were like the smallest little network. We, I just knew we weren't going to, well, I just knew I was going to get it. But she kept saying, don't feel bad if he walks by. And I'm like, I talked to Bill Duke. He, he can't let Bill Duke do an interview and he won't do one. And so his publicist was trying to push him inside of the, the movie. And I said, of the screening of the movie. And I said, Mr. Lee, Mr. Lee, and he turned around, I bat my eyes. You guys usually got to give me one right <laughs> And I bat my eyes and I put on my sweet voice. Do you have time for one more interview, please, Mr. Lee? <laughs> and he said, yes. <laughs> and it was the best interview of my life. Wow. And after it was over, he gave me a hug and he said, don't stop. Keep mm -hmm. going. Mm -hmm. That's right. That's a good story. Yeah. That's why. You're listening to the Expert Process Podcast. We'll be back in just a moment after we thank our sponsors. A quick reminder, if you haven't signed up for the free webinar yet, pause what you're doing, open a new window on your phone or computer, go to theexpertprocess.com and join now. You can thank me later. Now, back to the show. Now, who in the audience has ever been to the American Black Film Festival. If you have not been to the American Black Film Festival, it is an investment that you definitely yes. need to make. The reason that we are all sitting here tonight yes. is because 10 years ago I went. Mm -hmm. And I said, when I get home, I'm gonna start a film company. And when I got home, I went to my wife and I said, I'm starting my own film company. She said, you've never made a film before. I said, <laughs> <laughs> And here we are. Right, yeah. yeah. Like you said, it is so transforming. It is. But if you can visualize, it can happen. It can happen. Right. You just have to visualize right. it. Right. You, this is, this you is see the it. Proof of that. You see it. This is the proof of that. Everyone up here started for a different for different reasons, but it all led them to one place. Mm -hmm. They're their own boss. They write their own content. Mm -hmm. They do what they want, when they want, and how they want it. Hello. So... Next question. <laughs> Being a female and a male-dominated Lord, Lord, look. What's that? <laughs> What's it? And, and, and we can't. How much time like, do we have? Right? We need it. Okay. Now we really need to talk. You want to be real? You want what you want? But what? What's? What's it like? Being a female in a male-dominated business, because the vast majority of people, if you know how I work, the vast majority of people that I work with are female. Wow. Yeah. Yes, the vast majority of my team are females. They're just smarter than we are, so that's, you know. But Thank you for what's it like you. being a female in a male-dominated business? Okay, I mean, like, <laughs> okay, I'm, okay, I'm, I'm gonna start the ball rolling. Everybody, oh, I mean, when you wanna chime in, please chime in. You know, you know what it's like? <laughs> it's like you're constantly, this is the way I feel. I'm, pr I'm, I'm a pretty confident person. You know, I know what I can do. I know I can do it. I've studied. I have knowledge. I have experience. You know what it's like? It's like you're constantly trying to prove yourself. Constantly. And 
And, you know, most men don't even know that they're doing it. Yes. I'm right. telling you, they don't even know it. <laughs> when they're being sexist, when they're being condescending, when they're ignoring what you're saying, because you're female, it's constant. I just did produce a, a, you know, um, a second feature, my second feature. Um, in December, we shot in Miami, and I had the pleasure of working with this beautiful director. He's wonderful. He wrote and directed. He's Cuban. He's only 29 years old. And he's like Hugh Floyd. He loves working with women. He just hires women. I was very lucky. I was hired as a producer. And my 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 objective with my company, Forget the Films, is hiring people of color, Latinos, and LGBT. Boom. That's it. You know, this this is what I'm doing. And so he was like, right on, let's do it. <laughs> you know, he was like, whatever you say, Jezebel. You know, you know, he he was executive producer, so he had to prove everybody. But I pretty much did all the hiring. So we hired this, this is a quick instance, we hired this, um, uh, this uh, amazing production uh, designer, but, um, doesn't listen to a word I'm saying, on set, I, I mean, I'm, I'm the boss, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like what don't you understand, I'm, I'm, I'm saying, can you please go over there and do this, and literally was like, I'm on break, I'm not going to do it, no, literally talking to me like this, You're the guy tired. was amazing, talented. <laughs> I know, and then I'm like, what do you, and we literally got in a heated, a little bit of a heated thing, and the director had to come out and pull me out. I go, listen to me. He listens to you, but he doesn't listen. And it's really obvious. I mean, it's not in my mind. It's not, it's very obvious that I'll say something, he'll go like this and then look at, look at the, look at the male director. Look at the male director, look at the male. And that happened the entire time, but this was an instance where he had a, the director was running around doing production design stuff. And I'm like, you need to get up and help him. Are you gonna, do you, you know, you're gonna get up and help him? No, I'm, I'm on break. I said, you've been on break for two hours. I said, what are, what are you talking about? He was on his phone. And I'm like, I'm telling you, 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 you have to help him. He's running around. He's gotta be behind the cap. I'm explaining his job to him, but he knew his job. He just did, wasn't listening to me. So then I said, you got, you, you ready? I go, you're gonna get your ass up and go and help the director. Your job is to be putting the branches, and because there were, there were branches that needed to be doing, your job is to put the branches up, and his job is to watch you do it. So get your ass up and do it. Yes. And, I, I mean, and he was like this frozen, and that's when the director came out and says, Jezebel, calm down, calm down, calm down. But I was, this was, guys, this was after three or four times of niceties, See, though. Yes. That's another thing for it. Why do I have to be so nice? Why can't I, if a guy says, if a man says, Get up and go help the director. The person's gonna get up and go help the director. Not open up. <laughs> you the star of Soul Charlie. You the toddler. Just do four minutes and we'll. we'll but you know what I mean? Yeah, I think I think yeah, I'm, I'm the opposite of that in a sense, right? So I work with. Um, I work with varying ages. Um, my DP is a male, and we always work together. Uh, we get those instances where people address him and don't address me. It's hilarious. They'll ask him a question, but I'm the one with the answer. And I'm, the, I'm a techie as well, so I, I, I'm, I'm very different as a director, writer, producer, because I know the behind the scenes. So I don't, I'm not relying on anyone on, on either side. Um, and so I think, in general, I think, for example, I went to someone's house the other day, and um, me and my husband are there, and it was like, he was like, Alan, come look at, come check out the smoker. My husband doesn't grill at all. I'm the griller. <laughs> uh, and so it's, 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 it's that balance of people putting women in a box that we don't necessarily always fit. And so I'm outside, and I'm like, see, I'm just talking to my best friend about getting a smoker. Um, and so I think in general, the issue isn't just a matter of um, 
men having misogyny, I think it's just how they have been formed to believe that women sure. can only do certain things. Right. Now, granted, I'm also the woman that I can pick it up because I had I grew up with brothers. So whenever we move, we move like 20 times. Christina had Tina, go pick that up. And so I pick it up. But if I had men around, I'm like, I'm not picking that up. You pick it up. Right? And sometimes my DP is like, you can pick it up. I'm like, I know I can pick it up, but you go ahead and pick it up. Because I'm small. Um, now I'm strong, but I'm small. And so, and I just don't want to do it. And so I think, I think in general, it's the balance between um, people respecting women as humans and not just the weaker vessels. Because when it says, even in the Bible, when it says weaker, it doesn't mean like we're less strong. It's a completely different understanding of, and that's not even for us to, to be weaker from the perspective of weaker humans. It means you need to usurp yourself in order to, to for you guys to have a harmony in a sense. That was part one of our four-part A Conversation With series. Stick around for part two next. And a special thank you to you, my listener, for following along with us at the Expert Process Podcast. Please bear with us as we continue to grow and fine-tune the podcast. In the meantime, feel free to reach out with any suggestions, show ideas, or guest referrals. You can email me at smith.durante at gmail.com. Again, that's smith.durante, D-E-R-O-N-T-E at gmail.com. And as always, love, peace, and fish grease. And I'm out. Thank you for tuning in to today's show. For only the best show notes, links, classes, and more, go to theexpertprocess.com or follow us on Facebook at The Expert Process or hit us up on Instagram at The Expert Process. As always, if you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review, subscribe, and share.